There's a primary song that says, God gave us families to help us become what he wants us to be. Why would having a family help us become what God wants us to be? I truly believe that having a family is a gift from God and that it's within the family unit that we can practice the many things we need to learn to become like God. President Nelson once said, The home is the great laboratory of love. There, the raw chemicals of selfishness and greed are melted in the crucible of cooperation to yield compassionate concern and love for one another. Spending time with our loved ones is a great way to strengthen and reinforce that love for each other. During the holiday seasons, it's a great time to reconnect with our extended family and draw on the power of family in a different way. In today's episode, I want to share with you our family's plan for trying to create a Thanksgiving that's not only enjoyable, but meaningful and full of connective experiences. Come and join us. Hi, I'm Leslie. And I'm Lindsay. And you are about to experience a new way to have family scripture study. Get ready, because this is where we say no to fancy, time-intensive lessons. No to trying to cover all the material and no to stressing over what to talk about each day. And instead, we're going to say yes to simple but powerful family scripture study. Yes to family discussions and yes to change to help our family become more like Jesus Christ. Welcome to the My Teaching Matters podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the My Teaching Matters podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. This is amazing. This podcast will release on Thanksgiving Day, but I hope that not one of you is actually listening to this podcast on Thanksgiving. What I hope you are doing is enjoying this time with family and friends and taking the opportunity to reconnect and strengthen those relationships. As such, in the spirit of the festivities, I'm going to keep this podcast really short and sweet, but I wanted to share something uh, with you. Um, there's something about spending the holidays with our loved ones that kind of just warms your heart and puts a smile on your face. And last year at this time, because of COVID, there was much consternation about whether or not we could even gather together. And I remember being part of a conference call with my husband and all of his siblings. And it was the year of the Johnson Thanksgiving. But with the rise of COVID and the age of his parents, there was some concern about whether or not we should meet. And in the end, um, there were a few families that gathered and there were a few families that stayed away. And mostly I am grateful this year that we don't have to make those kind of choices. Um, there's just something about the holidays that brings us together and reconnects us and helps strengthen those relationships. And those opportunities are what gives us a sense of belonging, a sense of being part of something bigger than ourselves. And so I love that. Well, this year is the year for my family to get together, the Mangum Thanksgiving. And as it turns out, I get to host Thanksgiving at my home this year. And knowing how important family time together is, I wanted to be really intentional, intentional about trying to make our time together really meaningful. Um, so this month, our gospel study theme has been there, there's power in families. And I've been thinking about this because I truly believe that there really is power within a family unit. And as I thought about this theme in regards to um, 
my extended family and having the opportunity to have my extended family in my home this month, um, I decided I wanted to make the most of it. I wanted to try to access the power of families and try to strengthen those relationships. So as such, um, my family, we kind of brainstormed together, my immediate family, my husband and I and and Jacob, who lives with us, and I says, what can we do this year um, to help strengthen our family? And there's a few things that that we decided. One was that we decided to invite all of my brothers and sisters and my parents uh, to come, not for just Thanksgiving Day, but for the entire weekend. And that includes kids of my my siblings. So, you know, whoever wants to come. Um my family has a tendency to eat and run. Um, and so I thought, you know what? I know that to really help strengthen those relationships, we have to take a little bit of time. So I decided I wanted to invite everybody over for the whole weekend. I said, let's make a party out of this. I invited them to bring their side-by-sides and their four-wheelers and their mountain bikes, their swimsuits, their card games, their movies, their puzzles, their crafts, whatever. And we are going to have a great time. Um, and so I've planned this fun-filled weekend, but intermixed with all the fun and activities, I'm also making sure that we're having time to just sit and talk and have meaningful conversations. Um, conversations that get past the, you know, what's new in your life stage and actually gets to what are your dreams for the future? What are your struggles for today? What brings you joy and what causes you grief? Um, you know, interestingly enough, this, I have a sister that lives in Alaska and because she lives so far away, we don't get to see her or her family very often, but she made the trip this summer to come and visit all of us. And she made the effort to individually go and meet each one of her brothers and sisters for a day as five siblings plus mom and dad. And so um, the day that we got to spend with them was was wonderful. I thought, oh, I was a little frustrated because the day got cut short and they ended up getting here late. And I'm like, oh, we're not going to get very much time with them. But we probably spent four or five hours with them. And um, we talked the whole time she was here. And I felt like even though that um, time was short, we had some great opportunities to really connect. And one of the things that she asked me, she she asked me the question, you know, Leslie, what what do you want to do with the rest of your life? What's your, what would just make you happy? What really would bring you satisfaction? And, and so we shared that, you know, I said, you know, I'm really enjoying this podcast. I'm really learning to love sharing some of these ideas with others. And, you know, I don't know that I would want to, to make a career out of it or, or make it into a job that might take some of the fun out of it. But right now I'm really enjoying this. And then she went on to share with me how she wanted to, to start a furniture shop of antiques and create maybe um, some of her own types of furniture that she could sell. And so this is totally different than what she was doing. She was has been doing um, office management work for, for government offices there in Alaska. And um and she says, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm retiring from my, from my job. I'm, I'm actually tired of doing what I'm doing and I want to do something different and I want to put my energies into, to something that's going to bring me fulfillment. 
And that conversation was just so meaningful. And like I said, we spent the whole four or five hours that they were here just talking and sharing our thoughts and our feelings. And and we've been able to follow up on that with each other afterwards. And I felt like even though we hadn't seen each other, it was over a year or maybe, you know, closer to two years, but we'd seen each other, um, we were really able to connect. But sometimes getting to that depth of conversation is difficult, particularly if it's something that you're not used to. So for myself and for most of my family, um, this is not the natural course of our conversations. We're really good about talking about the weather, the kids, our church callings, superficial kind of things. But it's a lot harder for us to get to some of those real meaningful kinds of conversations. Um and this is where I'm so grateful for my husband because this is probably one of his greatest strengths is the art of conversation. He grew up sitting around having conversations, debating different things. That's just something that he has loved. And he's brought that into our family culture. And I'm so grateful for that. So while it doesn't come naturally for me, it does come naturally for him. And so I asked him to help me. I says, I really want to have this, an opportunity where we can strengthen our relationships, where we can have some meaningful conversations. You know, what, what's, what do you suggest? What could we possibly do? And so we brainstormed together and we came up with a couple of things that we're going to try this Thanksgiving. So, um, the first thing we're going to try, I think is very appropriate for a Thanksgiving weekend. Um, but one evening, possibly Thanksgiving evening, when we're all sitting around eating our second or third piece of pie, I want to start a conversation or a dialogue about what we're thankful for. Now, I want it to be deeper than just the traditional, I'm thankful for my family, I'm thankful for my friends, I'm thankful for my home, the gospel. You know, those are pretty just trite things that we can just roll off the top of our heads. We all have a list of 15, 20 things that we don't have to think about that we're grateful for. So we're going to try to make it a little bit um, deeper, a little bit um, more thoughtful. And so we're going to ask each person to take a minute to answer four specific questions about gratitude. So the first question is, what is one thing that happened to you this year that you are grateful for? Hmm, that could be interesting. Um, the second thing is, what is one thing that has happened to your family that you are grateful for and why? It doesn't necessarily have to be this year, but what's one thing about your family that you're grateful for? So it's not just I'm grateful for my family, but what is it about your family or what's happened to your family that you could share that you're grateful for? Um, the third question would be, what is one thing about yourself that you are grateful for and why? So sometimes I think we forget to be grateful for ourselves and to look at the positive things about ourselves. And so to share something about ourselves that we were grateful for will really help me get to know my brothers and sisters and, and their spouses and their kids on a little bit different, deeper level. So I'm really excited about this. And then the last question we want to ask is just, what is it one thing about this next year or about yourself that you want to change or do? Um, and so again, you know, what are your hopes for the future? What, what can I help support you on that you want to try to change about yourself or about your circumstances? What can I help you do? Um, and that's a little bit vulnerable, I think. Um, 
But, but can you see how being a little bit more specific about what we're grateful for can help us get to know each other on a deeper level? And then we begin to connect with each other and we begin to get personable and real and sometimes even vulnerable. And that's what brings us together. That's what um, makes those connections. And anyway, so I'm hopeful that this might be a good experience for our family. Again, I don't know. I'm, I'm recording this podcast before it happens. So I'll have to let you know how it, how it turns out. But, um, so that's, that's a conversation for one evening. But because again, we get them for the whole weekend, I've got a captive audience. I want to have another discussion on a, on a separate night. Um, and this one's going to be a little bit more involved and a little bit harder to answer. Um, but I think the harder the question, the deeper the answer and the more revealing it can be. And so, um, I, I want to go a little bit deeper. I wanted to try a little bit. Um, something that that requires a little bit more thought. Um, and the question that we want to pose on that evening um, is this. When, during the course of your life, have you changed a thought process that was not serving you? So you have to think about this. So when have you... So sometimes during our life, you go about doing things um, because you believe that they're the right thing to do or because you believe that that's what you should be doing. Um, and then something happens and you stop and you say, wait, is this really helping me? Is this serving me? Is this helping me become who I want to become? So let me give you an example because I've had time to think about this. And this is an example that I'm going to share with my family of a time that I've kind of had a thought reversal or a paradigm shift of, of what I believed but it really wasn't helping me in what I really wanted. Okay, so um, in my early married days, um, I believed that before I could have company come over or before I could host a party or before I could have entertain anyone, I had a lot of prep work to do. I had to clean the house. I had to wash the windows. I had to um organize the closets. I, you know, I had all of these things that I had to do. And as my family grew, um, that became more and more difficult because the more kids you have, the more chaos you have and the more junk you have and the more difficult it is to be clean and have this orderly home all of the time. And, um, at least for me, maybe some of you are, 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 blessed with that talent, but I was not. It was very stressful for me. And it wasn't something that I enjoyed. I, I didn't enjoy cleaning house and I didn't enjoy, um, you know, the housekeeping part of, of married life. Um, so anytime, and my husband loved entertaining. He loved having people come over. He loved having people come to the house. And I loved it too, but it was really stressful for me because I had this paradigm that everything had to be just perfect before anybody could come over. And so I would wear myself to a frazzle before anyone would even show up. In fact, one time um, when we had just moved back uh, to Utah after living away in Hungary for several years, uh, we lived in Hungary for five years. And so we'd been away from family for a long time, but we'd now moved back. 
and it was our first opportunity to host a Christmas party at our house. And we were so excited. We're like, oh, we're so excited to have all the family come to our house and we can share, you know, the Christmas season with them. And so I just went crazy planning this party and that I was so excited to share. But as well as planning the party, then I was also caring for five kids and I was trying to clean the house and I was trying to um, put up decorations and make everything just so perfect before this this family get together. Well, the day of the family event came and I was exhausted. I had worked so hard and I had done so much and I was just frazzled. I had no physical or emotional energy left. Well, we went through the party. I went through the motions of having this party. And before the party was over, a storm came in and it just dumped on us. And there was, in before the party was over, there was feet of snow outside, and it was still coming down. And all of a sudden, this evening turned into an overnighter. And I just thought, I can't do this. I, I can't have all of these people in my house. The house that I spent so much time cleaning and taking care of is now a wreck because we'd had 30 people and 20 of those people were kids under the age of 12 and the house was a wreck. I don't have, I, I don't know what to feed all of these people, but they all were staying at our house for the unforeseeable future till this storm went away. And, um, I just felt lost. I just said, you know what? I don't care. You guys do whatever you want. And I just went in my room and kind of had a meltdown. And I felt bad about that later. I thought, I felt bad that I didn't even have the energy to enjoy this party or this this event that could have been a lot of fun having this extended time to be with family. Um, and over the years, I just I realized that this thought process that I had to have everything perfect in my home before I could host people, I realized was not serving me. It was not helping me enjoy what I wanted to enjoy. It wasn't helping me strengthen those relationships with family. It wasn't helping me get to know more people. It wasn't helping me um, do those things that I really wanted to do. And so I, I, I decided I'm no longer going to put these rules or these regulations or these um, thought processes on, on myself. And I slowly started to be able to give those away and started to be able to realize that I didn't have to have a perfectly clean house. I didn't have to wash walls and windows and shampoo the carpets before everybody came. That I could enjoy having people come to my home um, without going through all of this. And if they had a problem with my house or the way it looked or the paint peeling off the wall where my son had hit into it with his wheelchair or the toys that were strewn about because my toddler um, had made a mess right before the doorbell rang, I just thought, you know what? I can't let that affect me. And so over time, I learned to let go of this paradigm that I needed to have the house be perfect. And now I continue to love hosting parties. I continue to love being with my family. I enjoy being with other people and having these opportunities, but I have taken the pressure off of myself by not having to worry about the house. So if you come to my house, you will see that it's a very lived-in house. 
But also when you come to my house, you will find that I'm very intentional about trying to make you feel comfortable at trying to enjoy the moment, to have these um, conversations that bring um, depth to our relationship. And, and so that is an example that I am going to share with my brothers and sisters about a thought reversal that I had of something that was not serving me well. So do you see how by asking these types of questions, you're getting a better um, opportunity to see people in a different light? Um, people get to share things. They get to under listen and understand people. And so, you know, that's my plan for this weekend. And my hope is that as a family, we, as we share these things with each other, as we listen to each other, that our relationships will strengthen, that we will find this power in families that I believe that there really is, and we will uncover that power and begin to access that power. And so I want to um, extend the invitation to you. Um, Thanksgiving is over, but my bet is that sometime in the next month, you are going to have an opportunity to gather with your family once again in some capacity. And so I invite you to intentionally try to connect on a deeper level, deeper level with some of your family members. It can be a group discussion like what we have planned. It can be a one-on-one -on -one like I had with my sister when she came to visit. Um, it doesn't matter. It's, it's just being intentional and taking advantage of the opportunity to strengthen those relationships that we've been given to access the power of family. I hope that you have a wonderful holiday season. We're going to have a few more podcasts coming up about ways to help your holiday seasons um, be intentional and to be meaningful. And so I hope that you um, take the opportunity to um, in, invest in your family and invest in some of the, these things that, that can be very meaningful to you. Okay, remember, your teaching matters. Have a great week, everybody. See you next time.